Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with the one, the only, and the slightly sleepy Larry Levine. What's going on, man? Oh, uh, you know, like I said, toothpicks in the eyes, but I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll tell you guys, don't fly in and out of O'Hare. I know, Daryl, you're going to cry. You're going to say, I told you so. But when you got clients in Chicago and there's just, there's just no way around it when I'm just getting ready to leave yesterday and I get the notice in my phone, your flight's been delayed two and a half hours. And I go, okay, that means I'm flying out of O'Hare at the last flight this morning. And I'm like going, oh my God. Well, hey, look, I'm glad you're here, Larry. And I'm glad all of you have joined us, joined the slightly over-caffeinated Larry Levine. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is going to be a great podcast today. We've got a fantastic guest that we'll introduce in just a few moments. But uh, for those of you who have joined us for the first time, welcome. You've joined a growing global community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, delivering true value. We call it selling from the heart. And Larry, I am looking forward to, I guess about 10 days after this podcast releases, we'll both be at the Relational Marketing Grand Summit in Salt Lake City. What a blast we're going to be having with our friends at Send Out Cards. Oh, I, you know, I, I can't wait for this because... Um for one, they're good friends of ours, but Cody Bateman, who's the mastermind, you know, founder of send out cards has put, has just put on something that I think is just, it's spot on. It's sorely lacking. You know, his relationship marketing grand summit is it it just, it's just a much needed dose, especially in the sales world, because regardless of what people say, relationships do matter. And I'll, I'll throw something else on their meaningful, incredible relationships matter. And, you know, in this society we live in, Daryl, we just connect and we move on. And in sales, I really want people to think about that, you know, connect and nurture and grow relationships because they will pay off. I, yeah. To me, it's your best return on investment that anybody in sales can make is to nurture and grow those relationships because you'll never know when you need them. Boy, isn't that true? Well, hey, I'm looking forward to being at the Relational Marketing Grand Summit. Check it out online in the show notes. And uh, thanks to our friends at Send Out Cards. What a great way to nurture a relationship, sending a greeting card. And you can do it for free. Your first one at cards.sellingfromtheheart.net. Hey, Larry, we've got a fantastic guest this week, and we're going to have a great time in this conversation. Why don't you uh, introduce Seth and let's rock and roll. Oh, Seth Thompson's a young rock star. That's just my opinion. um, (laughs) He looks like a rock star. He looks like a rock star, but (laughs) too bad you only hear him. But anyway, it's, uh, you know, it's just amazing. We go back to relationships. And I think this is how I'm going to start this off is we can start relationships in many different ways. And in order to start relationships, you have to drive conversation. And we all know, Daryl, that conversations can start in many different fashions. And that's how Seth Thompson and I met was his actually commenting on content, which I think, you know, I have a sneaky feeling we're going to be talking about on this podcast. But as I started to drive conversation with Seth, I go, man, I just like the youthfulness that he's bringing to the sales world and, and, and some of the, the, 
A, some of the tactics he's using, but more importantly, he's just epitomizes what I think selling from the heart's all about. And he's of that generation of the rising career oriented salespeople that look at sales in a different manner. So I go, Hey, Seth, you know, you want to hop on the podcast? And all of a sudden he goes, Oh, heck yeah. So without further ado, Seth Thompson, welcome to selling from the heart. Hey guys. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm super, super jacked to be here. And, uh, Larry, uh, appreciate the kind words. I mean, epitomize the sale, selling from the heart from the selling from the heart guy. That's, that's pretty high praise. <laughs> <laughs> well, which uh, brings us to the first question that all of our guests answer. And I'm looking forward to your take on this. Uh, Seth, what does it mean to you when you hear the words selling from the heart? Yeah, well, I, I, I know we've uh, exchanged ideas on this and, and Larry, I've read your book. And when I think back to what I read there and really how I try to live that out, it's, it's about bringing my best self, uh, you know, for the customers and, and prospects that I'm, I'm serving and, and trying to work with, right? Because I think salespeople in general get caught up in this idea that they need to play the part or come across a certain way or do things in a particular way that portrays them. And mm -hmm. in my mind, right, if you're not being yourself, if you're not being genuine, being authentic, right, those, those buzzwords right there, um, you're not going to form a real relationship. You're not really going to be able to help the folks that you're working with. And I, I like to try to live out, you know, those characteristics in my everyday life. So I think, hey, if I can be my best self and bring my best self to the table, I'll be doing everybody a favor. Yeah, you know, but and, and and it's interesting because you key in on this, you know, this best self, and and I see it. I know Daryl sees it. You probably see it as well, Seth. Um, I mean, I don't mean any disrespect to the sales world when I say this, but I go, there's a lot of broken salespeople out there, um, emotionally, uh, maybe even physically for that for some matter. But we fail to work on ourselves, and and the simple reason is we get caught up in the word stuff, right? We just yeah. get up in the day-to-day -day grind of sales and I and uh, and I think people can relate to this but I always say know thyself first and you know that's why selling from the heart and the way the book was written is if we don't work on ourselves it makes it difficult to bring that true version of who we are to the sales table and we owe it to our clients we owe it to our prospects but furthermore we owe it to our employer that if we're not bringing our best self then what you know in my opinion you're just a bunch of empty suits and and again it I don't I'm not being mean when I say it, but there's a lot of empty suits out there who can do better if they just knew who they were. Yeah, I, I think you're you're just nailing it, Larry, right? Because you've got some folks that maybe had, uh, you know, the fire when they started, right? Or they get excited about something new. But if you don't know who you are, once you get to that day-to-day -day grind, it's just really, really easy to get lost in that. All of a sudden, your customers, your, your employer, everything you do becomes an obligation rather than something that you want to fulfill and do to bring value. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, if uh, we've always said, um, if, if you want to have a full sales funnel, you need to have a full relational funnel, right? I mean, that's what drives it. We, any sales professional new or, or tenured is going to say that people buy from people and that's why our profession's important. And if you want to have a relationship, with someone, you have to have, have conversation with them, which means you have to have something to talk about. And this is why I was really looking forward to talking with you today is I've been watching you, Seth, and you are a, like, you're a fanatic about pushing topics and content out to, uh, to your uh, network of people to drive conversation. I, I mean, you're, you are 
on video every day. You're always sharing ideas. And I'm just curious as, as we, we think about all this together, how, I mean, what started that for you? Where did you, what was the, the catalyst to go? I need to, I need to, to start sharing some ideas online. Yeah. So uh, it's actually interesting, right? Because for my first, uh, you know, say four, four and a half years of my career, uh, I, I followed the typical path, right? Hey, uh, I'm, I'm learning. So I'm going to do what I see other people doing. Um, I'm going to try to hammer the phones, cold email, existing accounts, those type of things. And I, I still do plenty of that. But, uh, you know, just like every sales rep, I also noticed that, hey, 95% of these calls go to voicemail. They don't lead to conversations, right? This isn't me talking to somebody feels like me preaching to something and never hearing back. And mm. I felt like I had value to bring. I had a valuable message, but how do I get that out there? And just at the right time, I actually heard a gentleman, uh, he's a, a digital marketing you know, mastermind. This guy's great. His name's Marcus Sheridan. Uh, he's got a book called They Ask You Answer. And it's all about digital marketing. And again, I had the pleasure of hearing him speak and it was just mm. like a light bulb went off. I'm like, okay, I got to try this thing. And mm. You know, as I put my first video out there and saw how engaged, like how much people in, enjoyed that and connected with it, I said, okay, I got to do more of this. I got to find ways to, you know, keep pushing stuff out through this medium um, to really build a community to, to put this out there. People that I think will find value in this and then I'll find value in what they're sharing as well. And so it just kind of evolved, right? And a big part of it is I enjoy the content piece. I, I still do every, every other single part of the sales process, right? So I'm I'm still doing the cold calls, the emails, the discovery calls, everything else. So, you know, this is something that I, I do in addition to that, but I find it's more and more becoming one of the most valuable activities that I can do as far as starting conversation, engaging my audience. Right. So, uh, you know, as I saw it be more successful, the idea of racing your strengths and, and doing what you're good at uh, always comes to mind. And so, you know, I'm at the point now, where, as you said, I'm cranking out a video every day. I'm usually trying to put out a text post every day and, this isn't self-promotional stuff. It's not, Hey, look at me. I'm so great. Work with me. It's, Hey, here's this thing that I've been thinking about, or here's this thing that I've seen uh, that I find valuable and trying to share it that way. Right. And some of it is directly related to what I do. Some of it is more general and sales related, uh, but all the time it's unbiased, right? I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying this is the right way. This is the wrong way. It's, Hey, here's what you should know about each way. I think that's so strong. And, um, you know, I, I got to, uh, be at a conference a couple uh, months ago with, with Marcus Sheridan and, um, I, and his book, when I have my marketing hat on it is like, it's like the playbook, right. For, mm -hmm. for engaging as a marketer. And I, I think it works well as a sales rep. And the principle is, is really simple is people have questions. I'm, they have, have questions and they have a desire to become better as individuals and better at their business. So as a marketer or a sales professional, which is kind of a mini marketer, right? The, the um, more that you can answer questions, um, the more that you can provide value, the more uh, that you're going to be able to engage in conversation with people. Conversations build relationships, relationships lead to, to opportunities. And so I love, um, I love the mindset that you have as a sales professional to say, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, I'm having conversations all day long with, with prospects and with clients about issues related to my area of expertise. I'm just going to start putting some of that stuff out there um, for the 95% of people that don't answer the phone. Um, and I'm going to start to drive conversation. And I'm assuming 
that this has been a uh, productive and useful endeavor for you, right? You're not just wasting time every day uh, recording videos and putting stuff out there, right? This is actually paying off. Yeah, yeah. I uh, So it's interesting, right? Because we were talking earlier and just recently uh, in 2019, I moved into a new role and mm-hmm. the role I took over was, hey, Seth, come start a new market for us, right? You, you know, this market, um, you know, the finance piece, that's your specialty. Uh, and so I started with zero, right? Zero volume producing accounts. And they basically say, hey, go form some relationships and stand up some programs. And in one way or another, just about every lead, every conversation I've had is related um, to something that I have found through the content that I've shared, whether it is that they saw a piece of content and reached out to me, or if I saw that they liked a piece of content or commented on it, and I connected with them and that led to a conversation, or if it's someone that I connected with that I saw they were connected with that I had no idea who they are. And I said, huh, that looks like a company that might be a good fit to work with me. I should reach out to them. Right. And, and so it, it's, it's not necessarily that it's a, a predefined process of you do this and then you do this and then you get this right. But looking at the big picture, I mean, it, it has, it started so many conversations, opened up so many doors. And as Larry mentioned, even just relationships, right like this, right? Where, Hey, you guys aren't customers of mine, but you're great company to carry and and just really great minds to be able to learn from and bounce ideas off as well. Yeah, no, this is a good time. And and I want, I want to share something because I know Seth sees it, you know, I have my sales hat on all the time. Daryl kind of, you know, has his marketing and his sales hat on, but what I want sales leaders. And I think this is the biggest thing that I see Seth and Daryl, you know, even when I travel and I work with sales teams as well is at that leadership level, they're really struggling with this because everybody in sales, and I shouldn't say everybody, but that's to say a vast majority, they're in the here and now guys, right? What are you going to sell? Here we are, you know, we're buttoned up towards the end of July. You know, what are you going to sell? What are you going to close the rest of the month? Everyone has a rah-rah and then August 1st rolls around. What are you going to sell the month of August? And we live in that short-sighted, short-term mentality. It's really difficult for sales leaders, sales managers, and salespeople to realize that what does a salesperson look like in 2019 and how do they open up conversations? And here's the thing that I, and I'm going to throw it back to you guys to think about, and, and we can expand on it is a lot of times we fail at having just regular conversations because we won't talk to somebody, especially in a sales role, unless they're getting ready to what buy something or they're mm-hmm. close to buying something. And I think what we do today is, the toughest thing that I see salespeople deal with and I ask is what's the hardest part of your job? And they all go, well, prospecting. Well, what do you have to do in order to to effectively prospect? Once we start peeling it back and peeling it back, guys, it's conversation. They struggle with the art of just driving a normal conversation. And I think that's what I admire about Seth and some of the people that are leveraging this in a way is this is just another form of opening up conversation. And I think we'd all agree. We wouldn't be here if, if it wasn't for the content that was created by both Seth and I to open up a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting too. Right. And, and again, going back to what you just said about salespeople being so worried about the here and now, and what that does is a couple of things. Number one, it uh, gets caught up in the whirlwind. Right. And, and number two, they're so worried about hitting goal this month that, They don't think about their goal in six months or 12 months or 18 months, right? Where 
especially in the content game, right? When you think about um, the cold calling or even just having conversations with existing prospects, that can result in volume right now. It could potentially turn into something now where the content game in general is about awareness building, starting conversations and opening doors, right? Because the majority of people that see that content, they don't need that thing that you do right now or that thing you sell. But in six months or a year and 18 months, when they have seen your content over and over and over, and they say, huh, hardware as a service or huh, financing, I think I'm going to get into that. And they've seen 15 pieces of my content that are all on that or around that. And they said, well, that guy knows something. Let me reach out to him with a question, right? Because that credibility has been built. That trust has been built. The awareness has been built. Uh, and, And at that time, when it is right for them to start a conversation and engage, they have someone they're going to, they're not shooting in the dark, right? People trust people. So as you establish yourself as that credible, trustworthy source, which takes time, you've really, when this person is ready to buy, eliminated so much of that thought in the back of their mind of, should I listen to this person? Do they know what they're talking about? How do I know they're a reputable source? Because you've established that from what you're sharing, number one, but they've also seen how many other people that they know and are connected with endorsed you in one way or another by interacting your content or liking it or sharing it as well. Right. So it it just plays on itself. It's like a dog chasing a sale, man. It's so, so powerful because the number one thing that a sales professional needs is trust. And how do you build trust? Right. How do you do that? Other than, you know, a straight up referral from, from someone, you know, that a prospect knows like and trust building trust is hard. And, um, even, you know, to pick up the phone and, and start a relationship where there's zero, zero, you know, there's, you're just starting from total ground zero is really, really rough. But when you can start to share ideas and content out there, it builds trust. I was at a conference on Friday and, um, someone walked up to me and I, you know, I've met this guy a couple times over the years, but you know, we've never worked together. And, um, you know, sure enough, he goes, man, I love the stuff you're sharing online. It's really helpful. And, uh, you know, I had no idea because, you know, I do the same thing. You put stuff out there and you're like, is anybody listening to this? Is anybody <laughs> reading this? You know, is, any, is anybody out there? And the answer is, yeah, yeah, it, it people are watching and they are paying attention. Of course, it's a lot like cold calling, right? That that first phone call you make, you get an appointment. Uh, right. Fantasy world, that first <laughs> video or, or post that you put out there with an idea, you get tons of interaction right off the first one. Right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> how it works. It's funny. <laughs> I, I was sharing at like a best practice session a, a while ago. Um, and this is just the salesperson salesperson's mind, right? It's not, uh, I'm not trying to demonize anyone and I, I won't call out or anything, but I have multiple people come up and say, so, how's it work? Like people see your video and do they just like shoot you a message? (laughs) And it's like, no, they just send orders in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like they're ready to buy. No, no. Like you said, it's, it's that slow, just like it might take 10 touches, uh, you know, through a cold call, through drive-by visits, through emails to actually get someone to say, yeah, I even want to talk to you. It might take 10 videos or 20 videos or, you know, 30 articles before someone actually wants to engage. But, you know, as you're saying, it's really a top of funnel activity. It's the prospecting Absolutely. piece that it's going to aid in. It's not the, you know, quote unquote, closing or discovery or anything. People don't come ready made for you. 
but it's going to start the conversation at least. And again, you have some credibility established because they've seen some of your stuff out there and, you know, having other people interact on it doesn't hurt, but really when they can see something that you said, listen to something you've said, and they say, well, this person thinks something like me. And I think they're worthy of a conversation at the very least. Again, you've just Mm -hmm. taken away part of that conversation where it's them trying to size you up saying, do I actually want to listen to this person or not? Well, you know, it's interesting. I got into a conversation early last week and this person says, you know what I'm really interested in and what I'm concerned with. And this was, you know, this was in the sports world inside of, you know, inside sales sports team as he goes, I'm concerned that we don't understand as leaders what a 2019 salesperson does right how do they walk how do they talk how do they act what do they do right and what's interesting i was with a group of salespeople, and this goes back to what seth was saying just a little bit ago about content i said and daryl even brought it up i said when you have a you know let's take your sales hat off when, when you guys have issues problems things that you want to resolve outside of your sales role where's the first pr- place that you go to to start doing some search they go my phone or the, my laptop or whatever. I said, bingo, guys, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing exactly what your clients and prospects are doing. So you're out searching for answers to the problems, the challenges, the questions that you have. So if you don't do any of this and your clients have issues and challenges, what do you think they're doing? Dead freaking silence. Yeah, that's so it's it's funny you bring that up and, and going back to, um, you know, I'm kind of a Marcus Sheridan fanboy. I really do like what he puts out there and agree with a lot of what he has to say. And, you know, it, it's funny because one of the points he makes is that again and again, selling today is not so much about selling or convincing someone of some value, right? It's helping educate them. And because they are so educated now more than ever, when they are actually engaging a sales rep, they've done so much research before. How do you become that source that's educating them, right? How do you become that source that's educating them? And that's how you do it. It's through content, right? When they say, I got a question, they don't pick up the phone and say, I'm going to call this sales rep and he's going to give it to me straight every time. It is very much, I'm going to Google, right? I'm going to Google, I'm going to go search this out, or I'm going to seek out somebody that I knows, knows something about my question. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this a step farther. And this is something that Daryl and I talk about all the time is where this thing gets taken to the next level. And this is where I'm hypercritical on and so forth is there's very few people that engage in a humanistic fashion that humanizes mm-hmm. them through this. Sure. There's a lot of people. Right. And, and granted, you know, all props to them that drive content. Right. Yeah. But where you're going to get noticed and you're going to become that person that people want to talk to is when you take the heartfelt time to engage and humanize who you are through this content. Folks, that's the missing link with this stuff. And I, that's why I applaud Seth and I wanted to talk to him about it. That's why, you know, selling from the heart seems success with what we're doing is because we truly care and we truly engage And if you're going to drive content and not plan on engaging in it, or when you do engage, it's a, it's a pardon expression, it's a half-ass effort. People pick up on that. 
Mm. When you're sincere with your comments, when you're sincere with the engagement and you're there to help and people sense that over time, great things happen. It's, it's, it's natural. And I know Seth, you've experienced it. Daryl's experienced it. I've experienced it. That's the freaking missing link behind all of this is we live in a content driven society. We live in a technology driven society. This humanizes, add the human element to this and engage and watch what happens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's again, coming back to right. What's the difference between a video on LinkedIn and a show on TV? Well, you can't interact with the TV right? You can't interact with the TV, but when you put something out on LinkedIn or a social platform or YouTube or wherever you put it, right? That's an opportunity. And again, talking about starting conversations, which we talked about so many times, that's where you can start that conversation. Larry, Larry, you and I, we didn't exchange like direct messages or anything on LinkedIn. Our relationship originally started because we would have conversations in the comment section of posts. Yes, exactly. Uh And, and that's how it works. Like you said, that's, you can't just put something out there and let it sit. It's got to be interactive for you. And that's why finding ways to engage those customers in ways that they will relate to, that they want to participate in the conversation in, that's where you're really going to find success and using content to start conversations, right? It, it's not that it's a, hey, I'm going to put this out there, let it sit, and people just eat it up. There, there's, a, there's a difference between being reactive and being proactive. And there's not enough people that are proactively seeking out conversations. Me personally, I love prospecting. It's just something that was ingrained. I mean, it's something you sign up for when you decide that you want to enter the world of sales. Prospecting is non-negotiable. It's something you do. You have to do every single day. It was ingrained in my head. But in this day and age, you got to be proactive. And it goes back to what Daryl and I always say is in order to have a full sales funnel, you must, must, must have a full relationship funnel. Mm-hmm. And I don't care the naysayers are going to doubt this and, and poo-poo it, and that's fine. So be it. But if you look at sales funnels and you start peeling sales funnels back, the sole reason, in my opinion, of weak sales funnel is lack of prospecting skills and lack of conversation skills. I mean, there's not too much. I mean, we can you know, turn it into rocket science, but we don't need to. It, it boils down to those simple things. Can you effectively open up a conversation with somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Dan. Darryl. No, it's just, I, I think that's, that's so good. And, and, you know, the other aspect of this that I was thinking of is I was just remembering my days as a field sales rep back in the the dark ages when we had pay phones and beepers and all of that stuff. Uh, Larry remembers those days. Um, I'm sure Seth doesn't because he was probably a twinkle (laughs) in his parents' eyes. Yeah, it was very dark and quiet. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, it was back in the the day, it was really great. It was a great day when you ran into a prospect at a restaurant or an elevator or something like that, something you really wanted to, to run into. But what's beautiful about today with our social platforms and the ability to drive content and conversation around that content is that we can run into people digitally all day long. And, you know, I, I have clients all over the country. Um, I know all of us do. And so I can't walk into their office, but I can run into them. And Larry, it reminds me of your story from, from just a couple nights ago, right? Being in, yeah, okay. So I'm, 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 I'm got to tell this story about. See, I, I have to, and, and I, I want you guys to follow along with this because one of the things, and I throw it out there pretty tough. I do it because I love sales and I want to help this profession get to where I know it needs to go. 
is um, my question I always ask salespeople and leaders is how do you expect to get noticed in a marketplace when nobody knows you exist? Mm-hmm. So let's think about that one, getting noticed in a marketplace where no, you don't even know a soul. So here I am. So we're recording this podcast on a, on a Wednesday mid-morning for me, lunch for you guys. And Monday, I just came back. I was in Chicago area. So I was in a suburb. I was in a city called Schaumburg, Illinois. For some of the people who listen, probably know exactly where it is. So here I am with a client of mine at dinner Monday night, two days ago. And there's four guys sitting at the table. And all of a sudden, there's a 30-second break in the conversation. So what do four guys do? We grab our phones and we start scrolling through to see if we miss anything. And I hop on LinkedIn and I see this message in my message center. And um, I'll leave the person's name out on this. And this person goes in a LinkedIn in-mail message goes, are you in Schaumburg, Illinois right now? And are you at the West Wind restaurant? And I go, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, like that. I stop and I ask my client, do you know this person's name? Do they happen to work here? Because I hadn't met their whole sales team yet. He goes, no. So I go, okay, I'm going to play into this one. And I said, yes. And I dropped my phone. And about five minutes later, I dropped my phone on the seat. Didn't drop my phone. And I, I excuse myself to go to the restroom. And when I walk out, I hear this. Hey, Larry Levine. I'm in Schaumburg, Illinois. I live in Thousand Oaks, California. I'm like 2,000 miles away from anyone who remotely know me in a restaurant. <laughs> and I turn around, my head's going, well, and he goes, no empty suits. <laughs> and I follow the voice and I shake the guy's hand and he introduces himself. Now, granted, I had a selling from the heart shirt on, but leave that one aside. He goes, I just want to let you know, I've enjoyed reading your book. I read your blogs and I love your content. This proof, and by the way, folks, I was a second degree connection to this person. Wow. It just shows you what Seth's mm-hmm. driving, what Daryl and I are speaking about, is we live in a world today where people could be consuming this and getting to know who you are, and they may not even no be connected to you, and you may have, you have mm-hmm. no idea. I'm, in a, I'm literally in a city that nobody knew who I was, and I happened to be having dinner with a client. Small world, is it a quinky dink? Absolutely. But this just proves a point. It proves a huge point. If you want to get noticed in 2019 as a salesperson, you have to do certain things that are going to take you out of your comfort zone. They're going to screw with your mind. They're going to twist your brain and all that. But that's what you need to do if you want to be successful in sales today. You got to smash everything together and stop the excuses. Stop listening to all the naysayers. You just have to make it work for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really awesome. That's, that's such a fantastic story. It just kind of illustrates the power of, you know, sharing that content being present. And I think when, when I think about it, it comes back to it. It was intentional effort by you to share your message and to put yourself out there that eventually led to that, you know, interaction with that gentleman at that restaurant. And when I think about, you know, social as a platform and really sharing content, things like that, I bring this back and I say this all the time, but Social media, LinkedIn in particular, because it's in the business world, right? Is like being in an everyday live virtual trade show, right? And you get a chance to give a keynote. And that that is the video, that is the article, that's the post. And you know, right? Everybody's been to shows and like you give a great keynote. What's everyone want to do? They want to line up and shake your hand and talk to you and everything else. So you talk about 
opening doors, starting conversations, making introductions to people you would never know otherwise, and even have folks that might not be connected with you, but see you and hear your message and resonate with it. And then making interactions like you just had, that's how you open those doors, right? And it is, it's just very, very powerful tool. Well, you, you just, Hey, Daryl, um, Seth just keyed on something I hadn't, and I hadn't heard this take before. So, Hey, Seth, I applaud you for it <laughs> is you said you have the ability to leverage social and how you use video as giving a keynote. And I want people to stop and listen to that because this goes back to what Daryl and I preach all the time, value before visibility right. will get you victory. And I am so sick and tired of people driving stuff because they want to get noticed. Now, granted, we can use social, we can do all this stuff however we see fit. I'm not here to tell you how to run your life and do whatever you do. That's not the point behind this. But if you do want to get seriously noticed and you do want to drive this in a strategic sales driven manner, then I, you know, think of this as that keynote speech, be strategic with your content, right? Quit getting caught up in how to bust the freaking algorithms and, and the vanity <laughs> metrics and all that. That drives me. It's like eating a bowl of Fruit Loops. It drives me freaking crazy. What's going on? Just understand that if you can commit to driving valuable content, you understand your value, right? You understand you're there to help. You're not concerned with, gosh, you know, I need to write something that's going to get me 100,000 views so it makes me feel better and I get a freaking dopamine rush. Let's get over this. Learn how to deliver those keynote speeches and those keynote content and watch what starts to happen. Would you agree, Daryl? Yeah, easy to say from someone who got 100,000 views on one of their comments this week. But, you uh, know, so <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. No, 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 okay, so stop, right? I, I just, but I just, I just drove it just, you know, the point behind what Daryl just said, and sorry to interrupt, but, you know, the, the reason being is I use my experiences to drive That's content to help salespeople. And it just so happened, I don't care. I don't care about does it get 1,000 views, does it get – 5,000 views as I get a hundred thousand views. What I can, what I'm concerned with is what's the engagement in that thing. Is it helping? And can that be proactively turned around to engage in driving relationships that can lead to other things? This is get that one out on the table. Yeah. Well, and, and not everything you put out gets interaction no. and that's the no. consistency part of this. Right. And, and this is where, man, uh, gosh, Seth, what a great conversation and our times like, Keep dripping away from us. This is so good. So here's 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 what I want to ask you: Is sales professionals are listening to this? I mean, some 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 people are nodding their head, going "Yes, yes," cheering us on. Others are listening, going, "Oh my gosh, I don't have time for this. This is you know, I got a quota to hit." I, I but maybe maybe you're sitting there going, "You know what? I'm willing to give this a try. Like I'm willing to I'm willing to." to believe not just what Larry's saying, he's a world famous author, uh, but I'm willing to believe what Seth is saying because he's in the trenches right now making it happen. Oh, freaking stop. stop it. I'm in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just got a dog on Larry. But no, it's Seth, I love, you're in the trenches right now. You're taking, you know, Larry's done this before from zero base to, to 180% of quota. You're, you've taken on a zero base opportunity. You're driving conversation. It's creating. So how, do, you know, I'm going to ask on behalf of that skeptical rep that's going, you know what, maybe I need to get started at this. How do you get started? What would you say to that person? Yeah. So it's, it's funny because 
so many people I, I, I hear from them. Right. And again, they're not prospects, but there might be other salespeople out there. I'm like, gosh, I really want to do the, you know, the content thing or the video thing, but I just, I don't know what I talk about. I don't know what I do. Uh, use special equipment, software, blah, blah, blah. No, none of it. I'm literally a sales guy with a phone and a $13 tripod from Amazon. <laughs> and I set it up facing a window and all I do, and this is all you have to do is answer customer questions, right? Write down the questions you get asked, write down the things that frustrate you yep. Write down things that you've done that have helped you be successful and talk about it. And this is where people lose it too. They think they have to hit a home run every single time. That's right. That is not the truth. A single can win the game. A sack fly can win the game, yep. right? You've got to be willing to, to, just do it consistently. Right. And sometimes you might knock it out of the park. Sometimes you might strike out. Like I know all the baseball references. I'm inspired by Larry's background dude, here. Seth, <laughs> dude, Seth, you're, this is music to my freaking ears. I love the <laughs> analogy. Talking dude. It, it, it is true. I mean, it is true though, because that's what it takes is it takes that consistent effort and making it a non-negotiable, right? Because number one, that's the only way you're going to drive the right type of conversations and build the trust as if you're doing it consistently and bringing value consistently. And mm -hmm. number two, right? That's the only way you're going to get better and get comfortable in front of a camera, get comfortable writing is doing it more. And what people don't realize and, and what they get scared of is like, gosh, I'm going to put a video out there. And I'm going to look dumb. I'm not going to know what to say. Like go back and watch my first video right? It's okay to look dumb sometimes or to not look totally perfect. And that's what, what people are so scared of failing and being judged mm -hmm. and having people say, what's this dummy doing almost whacking his head on the camera every time he records a video? Well, guess what? Like I might look like a dummy, but as you mentioned before, right? There's people that come just to watch me almost hit my head and they're waiting for the time where I actually do have to go get stitches. And when they hit the mic, that's going out to their whole network and there might be a prospect in there or there might be a salesperson that I could help or there might be another Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, right? That can uh, create really awesome conversations and I can get a lot of, of input from too. So it just comes down to swallowing your pride and saying, I know this is a long game. I'm going to be consistent I'm going to keep it simple and not worry about hitting home runs, right? It's just line drives or those duck fart pop flies that drop between second base and right field, right? Yeah. So I think if you can embrace that mindset and look at it as a long-term approach, you're going to be much better off than if you're worried about going up and swinging for the fences every time. Well, you know, it's really interesting as, as, as we conclude on this, and he just nailed something that I wanted to touch on. Um, setting aside that I just absolutely love all the baseballisms you just is <laughs> he said something that salespeople fail to do is long term, right? And, and I learned this a long time ago. I kind of self taught myself this is you got a prospect for the here and now. I get it. There's not anyone who's going to disagree with that. You got a prospect to find something now. I get it. But very few people are prospecting for the short, medium, and long term. Mm -hmm. And what we do with social, yeah, could there be some immediate thing and that, that instant gratification? Absolutely. You're going to find that needle in the haystack, right time, right place, right post, right conversation, right content, all that stuff. But what we do with this all to me drives that short, or I mean, that medium and long-term and short-term relationship funnel. Mm -hmm. That yeah. 
and no one thinks of it this way. And I want listeners and managers and leaders who might be listening to this going, you know, I just can't do this because I don't want my team doing this because a, we got to stop the excuses because we're just killing ourselves with excuses. This is long-term and medium term. And yes, sometimes short-term and how we blend it all together. That's good. Well, Seth, man, thank you so much for, for sharing time with us today. I'm inspired. This was, and, and I had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad we're able to hop on. And uh, this was a lot of fun. I'm always, I, I love chatting with other people that have been in the trenches that have, uh, you know, the wisdom to share as well. And, and, you know, I love sharing what, what I have passion about too, which I'm sure you could sense a little bit of is, is trying to open other people's eyes to, to possibilities, yeah. different ways of doing things. That's fantastic. Hey, hey, before, hey, before you sign off, Daryl, I'm going to challenge, I want to challenge um, Seth to do something. All right. Lay it down, Larry. So, because the first, when he's, you know, when he almost hits his head on the mic, you know, it's almost <laughs> like, it's almost like that bam moment. And it just threw me back to Emerald Lagasse and Emerald Lagasse would say, bam. <laughs> that, my challenge to you is on your next video, you got to do an Emerald Lagasse bam. <laughs> All right. Well, that's first going to take me uh, going to YouTube and looking up Emerald Lagasse. And then, <laughs> and then I will do it. Video coming tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> you just uh, totally dated yourself, Larry. I love it. Yeah, but, that, but that's okay. You're older than I am, so it don't matter. <laughs> well, Seth, thank you for joining us. Everybody else, thank you for tuning into the Song from the Heart podcast. We appreciate your comments, your feedback. Oh my goodness. We appreciate your, your reviews on, uh, on iTunes and whatever platform you listen to. It helps us spread the message till next week though. Keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, share some useful content and most of all, sell from the heart.